guys, and welcome to Conversations with Carissa, a podcast where we'll have conversations so that you and I can learn and grow from the wisdom of others. Hey, take three. <laughs> Hello, my name is Carissa Pham, and I'll welcome to Conversations with Carissa, episode 18. I don't know if you pay pay close attention, but in the last two episodes, I was confusing my numbers and just couldn't count. Just was mixing up the 16, 17, whatever. But we're here at 18. If anybody is watching this, when I do post these videos and I'm saying when instead of if, that way I put it out in there in the air. Um, I have pigtails on today to channel my inner Olivia Rodrigo because we're talking about honestly a subject that is kind of uncomfortable for me to talk about or just outside of my comfort zone just something that was never really talked about growing up kind of talked about but not as in depth or as often as it does get talked about nowadays <laughs> and that is loving and dating in college but before we get into that I want to say the quote of the day and it actually comes from my teammate's roommate her name's Bella we were talking on Taco Tuesday and she was just talking about her self-actualization journey and um just a lot of the stuff that she learned through silence and one of them uh, was in regards to dating and she said that I should I can use this quote in my life and share it with others so she basically realized that they're just some guy or if you're they're just some girl um and this will come into play when I talk about dating and like relationships later uh, my gratitude for today is and as I pause please think of your gratitude take this moment for like a mini gratitude sesh while I think. Oh my gosh, I know it immediately, ASAP, not immediately, but I love spring coming. I despise allergies, but I've been sitting eating breakfast with these Japanese cherry blossoms and these birds flying by every morning. And it is the most peaceful thing to watch the flower petals drop like one by one and hear the birds chirp and see the light shine through the trees I just kind of romanticize my life in that way (laughs) but that's what I'm grateful for and I'm also grateful that I get to go home today and now let's get into the episode I've been thinking about putting on this uh, podcast for a long time but I didn't really know how to approach it. So bear with me as we go along. This is stuff that I've accumulated within conversation. And if you remember my first episode, I mentioned how I wish I learned what genuine love was. So I've been reading some books, having some conversations, and this is what I wanted to share with you. So the first thing I want to talk about is relationships in general. And the first thing that I want to mention is before going into any relationship, I feel like, oh, it's really important to do a self-dive of your attachment style and your past childhood experiences. It doesn't have to be childhood traumas. It can just be your experiences. And the reason why this is important is because if I've read in the in a few books that if you don't address it, it often shows up in ways that you wouldn't expect in your relationship or that 
you probably would expect, but you just can't put a name on it or you can't put your finger on it. So some of the attachment styles are anxious, avoidant, or avoidant, yes, disorganized, and secure. So anxious is the attachment style that usually seeks approval or this person has a sort of fear of abandonment. The avoidant one is usually the people who are like lone wolves and they don't want to depend on other people. So they often keep to themselves. Uh, and then there's the disorganized, which is when the person sees their partner as a source of like desire, but at the same time, fear. And like they want intimacy, but they also have a hard time trusting. So they're scared of getting hurt. So it's just like they want everything at once. And then there's the secure attachment style. And this is when I, I found this interesting that they don't depend on the responsiveness or the approval of their partners. And it's based on honesty and emotional closeness. Now, take everything I say with a grain of salt. I've just read up on this stuff, Googled it, have, follow a lot of social media on this stuff. So I'm not a professional doctor, but these are just the different attachment styles. And the reason why I say understand your childhood traumas is I think I kind of grew up with an anxious attachment style being, I'm going to say it like Asian and a girl there were a lot of times growing up where I wanted to be like the perfect daughter, the perfect student. And I loved seeing that A plus or that gold star or that green card, never seeing a red card pulled, if you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I think that just kind of brewed who I am. And not to say that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it has helped me to achieve um, and set high standards for myself. But at the same time, I don't want to constantly live my life searching for validation from friends or partners or parents. I think in this stage of my life, I'm really just kind of learning that, hey, that's what happened in the past. That doesn't mean that has to happen now. Um, so just recognizing I sought for approval a lot when I was younger and I still kind of do, but it's by recognizing first part and then slowly weaning down and saying, Hey, great job for that accomplishment, Carissa, great job for this, this, and this, and finding that inner validation I find helps to ease some of those big T traumas and little T traumas. Another thing is, I guess this can also stem from childhood trauma or if you witnessed it but I have found that inequality or what may appear to you as inequality sometimes breeds resentment and so what I mean by that is inequality in terms of maybe status quote unquote if you go to a better school or you got higher grades or you have a better job and you turn that inequality to, I guess, a measure of success within your relationship and you don't see yourself as equal or even in terms of like chores. If one partner does more of the chores and the other one isn't picking up their slack in any other regard, that inequality will often breed resentment and resentment built over time leads to more resentment and all those little itty bitty arguments wind up turning to bigger ones. So understanding that I, I guess that doesn't fully tie to childhood traumas, but if you witness that a lot as a kid, 
um, know that that may come up when in relationships. Another thing that I wanted to mention about just dating and relationships in general is I have found, particularly even in my friendships, I idealize people a lot. I see the absolute highest and best in a person and I kind of elevate them to a podium, (laughs) which serves me well in some regard and in other regards, it doesn't. So it's not a strength. It's not a weakness. It just kind of is. And I've learned that I do need to often reel myself back into reality. Now, some people, I think my sister would be okay with me saying this. (laughs) Hopefully, I don't know if she's listening to this, but what my sister does instead is everyone is in a hole. Like everyone is in a ditch and they have to slowly dig themselves out by showing who they are and through their actions. I, on the other hand, tend to like, when I meet someone and I see something really great, like that is the thing that I see. I don't, I kind of fall blind to some of the not great things. And so there's two types. There's probably a bunch of other types, but that's just kind of what I've seen. And I'm learning to sort of be in the middle of both. But if you struggle with idealizing, sometimes you have to reel yourself back into reality and realize, guess what? They're just some guy. They're just some girl. Some other ways that I've learned to mitigate these three things. So the attachment styles, the childhood traumas and idealizing is learning how to pace. And so some people are really great at pacing. They understand that like the friendship process is super important and they know how to pace their relationships or some people prefer a faster paced relationship, like getting straight into questions and then getting straight into dating. Some people know that for themselves. I think as I grow up, I'm learning how to pace, learning how to ask questions or what I need and being honest. Okay. Okay. Let me pause right here. Being honest. So in a podcast with Simon Sinek on the mindset of a CEO, he was talking about honesty in the workplace, but also how that translates into your personal relationships. So he challenged, I think it was Simon Sinek challenged the guy to be like, no lying for a whole day and see what that does. Because even the small white lies tend to add up. And he applied that to dating when he said that in a relationship, the girl had actually wanted to go do stuff at like 6am and like workout classes or something of that sort. And he kind of did it just to follow along. It wasn't something that he wanted to do. And so not to say you shouldn't be going out of your comfort zone, but he made these small like lies it just wasn't living to his wants or needs and then she wound up kind of falling for someone who was kind of just chasing her and not really being their genuine self so what I'll I'll get back into this later but it's really important as you go into each relationship kind of just understanding values and picking up ones that you didn't know that you had before. Um, Some other things to mitigate some of the attachment styles or just kind of get better is going back to that quote that I had, I think a few podcast episodes ago. It's when you teach, you learn it twice. So this was from another, it was, it was Simon Sinek. I love that guy. I love that guy. (laughs) But he, I mentioned the story before where 
he had this friend who was really struggling in something in her personal life. And he had said, okay, well, let's meet up every single week and just kind of talk and see what happens. And so he found that when he met with her, he went up on a high and then down on a low or she went down on a low. And this continued for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then they started trying something different. She started to give him advice on his life. And she found that when she started to process and really listen and be present to his issues and give him feedback, she started making improvements in her own life. So when you teach something to someone or when you try and give advice, you actually learn it for yourself. And I've had numerous conversations where I, you know, I'm like giving advice and I'm like, wow, that's really good. (laughs) That's really good. You should use that for your own life. (laughs) And so just remember when you teach, you learn it twice. Don't be afraid to have conversations with your friends. That is something that I really struggled with is being open and honest in in entirety with my friends because I thought I had to deal with it on my own. If that's not up your wheelhouse, I'm a big advocate also for therapy. I know not everyone can afford it, but if you're able to get help, um, it's nice to have a unbiased third party that can just hear out what you're thinking and allow you a space to speak out loud and work through your thoughts. Um, Another thing that I have found, I think Selena Gomez said this in a podcast with Jay Shetty. She was super scared of earthquakes for some reason. And her dad wound up getting her a bunch of books on earthquakes. And she found that by researching and kind of just understanding these things about herself, it put her at ease. So that's of help to you. I have found uh, my friend gave me the art of love. Thank you, Christy. If that's like, that's a more scientific approach to understanding love. I like reading posts by the holistic psychologist on Instagram. She posts a lot about like attachment styles and understanding childhood traumas. And then I am in the process of reading that book by Oprah. It's what happened to you. This is just contrary to like, what's wrong with you. Instead, the book searches to understand like what happened? Like, what are some of the reasons that underlie uh, who you are? So those are just some of my recommendations and Simon Sinek also on the mindset of a CEO. Love him. I've been singing a lot too. (laughs) Anyway, skis. Um, Now I wanted to kind of talk about the selection process. Someone gave me the advice and I've just kind of been like, whoa, you're so right. To treat doesn't have to be, again, romantic relationships. It could be friends, like an internship. Not to say they're short-term. What I'm trying to say here is, for example, I I wanted to get an internship and then I see this one as a social media manager for a, um, I don't know, <laughs> winery, right? But I've already kind of surpassed social media management. Like it's something that I've already kind of done. It's already on my resume, And I don't really like winery work. It's not something that is of interest to me or is currently aligning with the pace and values of my life. So honestly, I just say, hey, what's up? Explore it. Okay, you're not for me. 
next one. And not to say you break that connection with the recruiter or the person, but you just gotta say, hey, you know, that's not really for me. And I find that again, when going back to like that idealizing, it's so hard to break some of those relationships or not have it in the way that you envisioned. And that's the thing. Nobody under, no one, you get let down when you're expecting people to live up to your like vision and expectations of them. When in reality, they're living in terms of their expectations of themselves. And that's why some people just get let down sometimes. And that's why when it comes to like the selection process, you don't have to take whatever comes. Like you don't have to have that one specific person. They could be awesome for that time in your life, but that doesn't mean they have to, it doesn't have to be a full-time job. I hope (laughs) this is the most business like, metaphor that anyone could use but that's what we're going with and that's what helped me understand it I was like whoa it's like an internship I don't need to take it there's plenty of internships that better suit my lifestyle um so that goes to the second thing that I want to talk about is understanding certain things one of the things that I have found people to love to understand there's someone out there potentially that will think that you're more than enough. At times it may feel like you're, you're barely scraping enough for someone. And when you feel that way, it goes back to that anxious attachment style. Like you're fiending for more, you're fiending to be even more than enough. And so I have found that, um, I've told people like Miss girl, mid guy like there will be someone out there who thinks you're more than enough and not just like enough and I I don't know if that helps you just know that there will be someone who finds out who finds that you're more than enough and to go along with that I the art of love that Christy gave me I found it very interesting when it took the more scientific approach to love because if you really think about it right? There are some species that have been on this earth for billions of years, okay? And the concept of love is only, what, 400-ish years old, depending on, I don't know, when humanity, whatever. (laughs) But, like, even back in Egypt or something or uh, Vietnam, they had arranged marriages. That wasn't that long ago. And then that's still going on. And that is some people's vision of love so to expect that we have this like fairy tale movie version of falling in love that is only so new so you don't have to put all that pressure on yourself to have this like in love more than enough like there's someone definitely out there for me like bro joe like this concept of love is only so recent and something else that bella said to me was um don't view or view your life not as a long story but a book of short poems and what this does or that was powerful to me because I had always envisioned like the end of my life as a set thing like I really envisioned uh, like this house this like one person and blah, blah 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 but that doesn't leave room for 
like the small individual poems that are happening in our lives. And I found that I don't have to have that big, the end. Like I can just literally have my little haikus, haikus, (laughs) haikus, (laughs) and be happy with those. The other thing is understanding your values and understanding that they are still actively in formation. I'll give it some examples of my values so you can know what I'm talking about, but I've, I've found that in the selection process, you shouldn't have to compromise or lie about your values because there could potentially be someone out there who is like a jigs like a jigsaw or a hundred piece puzzle and you're trying to fit the edge piece into the center of the puzzle like there will be other edge pieces that fit better <laughs> and you don't have to like meld your your values to fit with this one person because they look a certain way or because you think that they match x y and z like no no um so some examples of my values are having the ability to have difficult conversations uh like you can tell I love conversations which is being able to know when to how to pace a conversation understanding when to start and pause and take breaks but coming back with the understanding that hey I want to get this thing understood I want to resolve this because I love you this much um I think it's really important not, and I find that to be transmittery to also my family relationships, 100%. I also have the value of someone who takes care of their mind, body, and soul. Like I take care of my mind, body, and soul. So yeah, (laughs) like another value is having empathy. I think that empathy isn't just for others it also can be for yourself and it's for the people who don't deserve it sometimes I think that's why I really struggle with idealizing is because I was taught that the definition of empathy is empathy is for those who don't deserve it if empathy was for the people who just deserved it then I don't think that would really be empathy that's just kind of liking somebody (laughs) um so that is something that I'm kind of learning to find in the in-between it doesn't have to be a or B, like there can be an A and a half. <laughs> Still figuring out, okay? Still actively in formation. And then another value is like integrating into my life. Like family is super important. Sports and being active is super important, but also being able to be your own individual. I think this goes to a class that I took about how a lot of people wind up being inter like dependent on someone because they don't have the independence first. And so I think it's really important to be two independent individuals and build interdependence with your independence, not being completely dependent. That was a lot of pendants. So hope you understood what I'm talking about. (laughs) And then those are my values. I, I hope that, you know, you take the time to think about your like top three, maybe if you want to put a whole list and really hone in on the most important things. And then the ones that you're like, okay, like this is a little more flexible, but this is not. Um, And just doing an audit on that for yourself is important.
for friendships and romantic relationships, in my opinion. And then the last thing that I want to talk about is love. So I think this was in the book, Seven Habits of a Highly Effective Human. Either that or it was a case study that I did for my 191P class, which was, it's like a leadership and development class. And it mentioned that love is both a noun and a verb. So what it means is like, there can be the love in which there's like a feeling of love. Some people get that mixed up with lust. I don't, I still have to do research on that. Don't really understand fully, but like there is some level of like love, like, ah, I feel loved, but there's also love as a verb where you have to like put in the work and put in the actions behind like your your words um so they're just so that they're not empty and by doing the verb like you can create the noun yes yes (laughs) and that's just that's how I want to end it I I hope that you learn something or you don't feel alone in this crazy 21st century day and age of like love and dating like you know everyone is trying to figure things out for themselves and honestly I'm I'm really not trying to pour out like my life stories I'm these are just conversations and things that I've learned that have transcended not transcended everything like my friendships my family relationships um how I just live my everyday life so I'm gonna stop talking as you can tell this was a quite different thing for me to talk about so if you liked it give it a uh, rating on Spotify share it with a friend if you think they would benefit or you know you're just looking for some dating support this is from like 20 different conversations this week (laughs) um just so many people talking about dating in college. I don't know why, but yeah. Alrighty. Peace from the confines of my apartment. <laughs> okay. Bye. You're loved. Love you. Love you. As I'm said. Okay. Peace.